Jeff. I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And we are the Three Old Reds fans, and we're back today with another exciting podcast. Our fifth. We're on a roll, guys. Having a good time. So, just to let everybody know, um, you can find us all kinds of places on the internet now. Uh, the Podbean app, which is the uh, app that we use for recording these, uh, and, and the website for that. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio app, Pocket Cast, and other podcast apps. Just search Three Old Reds Fans and you should find us. We also have accounts on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can you can listen to the podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, we got some information on Tumblr and Pinterest even. Just a little bit of <laughs> extra Man, things. We're going viral. Oh, we're just everywhere. Everywhere. The Pinterest one is actually yet to search my name, which is Jeff Gilbert. It's like a board on my Pinterest site, which I mean, I love, I started, you. I love you, Jeff. I started a Pinterest site for a when I was in grad school. I had to do it for a class project. That's why I have one. Okay, good, because otherwise I'd want your man card. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I understand. But there's some stuff there, you know, some cool old pictures other people put up on those places. I've just, re, you know, re blogged or posted on there. It's kind of cool to see. It's, it's kind of cool to see all that old it's stuff. It's good because this podcast is not just for Reds fans that are male. I mean, I'm sure there are thousands of female Reds oh, fans. Oh, yeah. And so I'm sure they want to listen to it. I'm sure. I'm sure. We don't know the demographics right now of our listenership. So we're up over 50 downloads now and uh, some watches on the YouTube channel. So things are starting to go well. And we're enjoying it, having a good time. Nice segue to the Reds. Three and one on this current road trip. There's nothing like the Phillies to help you. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it would be four and one if we hadn't got rained out in Cleveland, I think. I think we'd have won that night, too. I'm just, I'm just saying. Or if Arroyo hadn't pitched. Well, unless Arroyo had pitched. Okay, so let's start. <laughs> I mean, can we talk the, about Arroyo first? Or We can. I mean, the starters overall have been a little better, which is why they're 3-1. and one. A little better, saying, in the context of this past week. Exactly. A little better than in that, right. Still not what we want, but the one loss was Arroyo. And what do you want to say about it, Tom? Well, okay, so, I mean, how long is the leash that Price has with Arroyo? And, to, and then do, do the Reds let him go? Or what, what do you think about him in a long relief role instead of a start? So go to the first question, how long is the leash? How long is the leash? When do you get A.D. and Finnegan back? It might be, it might be that's but, your length. Okay, but if he's pitching this bad, wouldn't we rather have somebody yes. come up and let them pitch bad, why, getting why experience? Not, you know, yesterday, <clears throat> four-run lead, ninth inning, you brought in Iglesias, and I texted and said, why not someone else? Why not yeah. Stevenson? Because Stevenson Agreed. hasn't pitched in a good yeah. week not, now, I think. He's Agreed. not getting enough work. And Exactly. And so if you're going to go with someone and let them give up three runs in five innings, I, I'd rather have that from Stevenson because the window of improvement's there just because he's so much younger. I totally agree. And, you, I mean, every other batter that comes up, I get nervous. Who, who was it a couple of weeks ago? Our old an ex-red. Uh, Valka, Vikula, what's the guy's name? Shortstop uh, for the Rockies. Yeah, Vileka. Did Vileka. he play for the Reds? Yeah. Oh, okay. Went yard. Yeah. Hannigan got hits. I mean, guys are just teeing off left and right. It's like batting practice. And so, it, yes, it literally point, is like batting. Practice. I would rather go with someone younger. So, but I think the leash is as long as we get some guys back. But Price, for whatever reason, has a great amount of loyalty towards yeah. Arroyo. But what do you think about him in a long relief role? Well, I think we've talked about that in terms of a relief role. That the old Rick Mailer, you're down eight nothing. Let's save the bullpen and let Arroyo come in and pitch six innings and give up eight runs. I, 
He's kind of doing that already. If you <laughs> if you if you uh, extrapolate, Except his started innings. at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know it's possible. I think the leash is is pretty is getting shorter every time. But I think right now, if you look at the five guys that are going to be starting the next five games, you have Bonilla in that, and you have Wojciechowski in that because he's pitching tomorrow night. Who's the first guy? Bonilla. Yeah, Bonilla's okay. pitching, Bonilla's Bonilla's okay. pitching tonight. tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is Monday. And I got a feeling, unless they both pitch really well, between now and the time one of the guys comes off the DL, he'll dump them before he dumps Arroyo. You really yeah, think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that loyalty card is. Well, Benny is think, an older guy, right? He's not a no, young, no, real young guy. I, late twenties, but yeah, he's been around a little, right? Yeah, yeah you know. So I think that I, I, that's just what I think. Okay, Price what is if, likely to what do. If, all right, I think Arroyo's ERA right now is about six to seven. Yeah, it's over six. What if his ERA becomes seven to eight and a half? In the beginning of the year, like his third or fourth start, his ZRA was 9.90. Oh, yeah. What if his ZRA starts creeping back up to where seven and a half to eight? Well, and the other thing about that ERA, and it's like six something, but if you if you figured his, his ERA on the average number of innings he pitches instead of nine innings, mm-hmm. right? It's more like nine, right? Because he's pitching five he, or six he's, innings. He's almost given up a run an inning. Um, so it's it's over eight if you think of it in those terms, and he's. But he, those terms are the ERA is predicated on. Yeah. You calculate off a of twenty-seven out, so it is based on nine innings. I know it is. I'm just saying, but if you look at how much he gives up per start, it's almost like it's double. Or it's it it's, it's like almost Tom, like it's worse. Sounds like I mean, Tom and I is like we're ready to move on. Yeah, from, uh, I, I'm the guy. He's a Reds Hall of Famer. I have said, and Don't I you have think? said, yes, absolutely. I would like to keep him on the team, but not. In between the lines of play, let him be a coach. Let him be a mentor. I heard Chris Welsh say he is not coach material. Oh, he's, he's not? a great guy, but he'll never be a coach material. That's what Chris Chris Welsh said. What that. Do I, did he say? Did he elaborate he did. on that? He did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I agree. The time is done, but I don't. I'm just telling you what I think Price is going to do. I think he will dump one of those other guys before he dumps a Royal. And with that, let's just, just mention Singletary pitched an inning today in, in single A Dayton. So hopefully, he'll be. Although he's bullpen guy. How, how far away is Finnegan? That that's where I'm going. Finnegan last we heard about two plus weeks ago went on the 60 day DL. So if that's any uh, indicator, Tom, he had a we're bull, looking seven plus weeks. He had he had a bullpen. Well, the 60 day DL part of that was somewhat roster manipulation because he'd already served a lot of time. He did pitch a bullpen session several days ago. Okay. And it went away through like 20-some pitches. Can they pit, Can they and do I, rehab during their 60-day? Can they go to single-A, double-A and pitch? Yeah. I during think so. their 60-day? Well, yeah, I mean, because uh, um, I think so. I think that's part of your rehab. I think so. Singrani is, so is Singrani still Singrani's on, on rehab. Good point. And Singrani's still on the DL, he and he's okay. on re- he pitched a rehab today. I looked all this up a little bit earlier today. Bailey threw one inning of simulated really about 10 days ago, eight days ago, that he said the next thing he'll do is two innings, which I haven't seen a report on that. He's going to do some of that before they do a rehab start. Dee Sclafani, nothing new since the, he started out on a throwing program 10 days ago. He hasn't really thrown anything live yet that we know of. And Garrett's got about a week to go. And Garrett's got about a week to go. Is it still a week? I thought it would be halfway through. Well, he, he, you, know, hip, hip he, you know, he kept it a secret. Really? No, I didn't so know. So those, those, those two starts he made after he came back from the That weren't as good. His hip was bothering him, and he didn't tell anybody. 
He didn't even go to the trainer's room. He was uh. too proud, didn't want to miss out. And so he's thing I read, Price is like, yeah, you know, the guy he's hopefully he's learned that you don't yeah. you don't yeah. do that. He, he says, I understand learn. you gotta play hurt and you wanna be out there, but there's, there's a degree there's to a that. degree and the trainers can help you. And so he'd had two bad starts since he's come back. And cool. so maybe that's the hope is that the hip is part of the big reason for that and he's still it likely pitcher. is, right? Yeah. He probably messed up Let's his uh, hope so. He <laughs> probably messed up his mechanics, right? And well, we're down to Louisville, faced, what, six batters and struck them all out and mm-hmm. came back up and hasn't been the same. Okay, so we've been saying if they can just stay in contention to the All-Star break. Right? Yeah. We're a third through now, right? And we're one, are we one game out or two? I can't remember. I think we're one game out. I, no, no, we're more than that. We're probably like about one and a half or two, two and a half out. No, our, anyways, we're, you can look it up. we're in contention. You can look it up because I'm going to go to our uh, our throwback player segment right now. My throwback last week, Kim talked about Mike Lom. Just a, you go away for a week and just, you start a whole new segment. Yeah, we, oh, I got I got all kinds of segments, man. You got to listen. You got to pay attention. Two and a half out. Two and a half. Okay. So last week, Kim talked about Mike Lom. If you remember Mike Lom from the nineteen seventy six team, played some center field, first base, Hawaiian born. So mine, mine this week is Gary Reedus. Gary Reedus. Just a you know. If, so it's a guy that you liked back in the day. We're not starting out with the Hall of Famers. So we're, we're sort of looking at some of those other guys we liked. And Gary Reedus was uh, fourth in the Rookie of the Year voting, which is why, you know, it was 1983. 82 he got a, played in September, I think, got a late call up, played in some games. And um, in 83, he was fourth in the Rookie of the Year voting. He... Um, he actually led that, and the Reds were not any good those years. No, no, no. <laughs> 82, 83. He was there 82 through 85. 82 through 84, they were like fifth and sixth place. 85 was Pete's first year back, and they finished second when, when Pete came in to, to play and manage. So, but that year, his rookie season, he led the team with 17 home runs. It was like his career high in home runs. So that's how bad they were. 17 home runs led the team. I mean, Shevler's <laughs> two from that right now, right? So <laughs> 51 RBIs, 39 stolen bases, two, batted 247. Did not hit your magic number 270, Kim. Sorry about that. Um, he had over 300 stolen bases in his career. He's a 252 hitter. Played 13 seasons. Played for like five other teams. And they traded him on my birthday – in 1985, which is December 11, which I, just, I looked this up. I had no idea about this. They sent him to, to the Phillies with Tommy Hume for John Denny and Jeff Gray. Have you ever heard of Jeff Gray? That no, name? I don't remember and that. He got pitching like five games for the Reds, pitched a couple more years for a couple people, very little, never did anything. And it was John Denny's final season in the majors that he played for the Reds in 80, 85 mm-hmm. or 86. Mm. So they didn't really get much for him, but – he didn't turn out, but you know I liked him. He came, he came in as a rookie. He could run. He played, played good Decent outfield. outfield yeah. Played good outfield. Had some power. Felt like hey, this was a guy that could get really good. Yeah, left, left fielder, center. Did he start out with some center? left and center? Um, well, I was going to bring up a guy at the same time period that I liked was Eddie Milner. Well, you can do Eddie Milner next week. Okay, because right. but he was center field, right? Eddie Milner. He played more center played, field. Played a lot of right field. Played too. a lot of oh, right. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I like Gary Reedus. And they, Gary Reedus had a great, Chris Berman had a great nickname for Gary Reedus. What? Let's hear it. Gary Reedus, a bedtime story. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. That so, makes you like him if nothing else. So that was a good one. So I, I, I always liked him. And then he, 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 
he bounced around for like three or four years after the Reds got rid of him, and then he played several years with the Pirates. Never was really a full time guy, but was a pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. good player. His last year with them, '85, was like said the year that they they came back and finished second. It was Rose's first year back. It was Buddy Bell's first year on the team. Wow. Nick Asaski had like a breakout season. Nick Asaski hit twenty some homers, and it was and it was Dave Parker's second year when he. Should have won MVP, I always thought, but he lost it to William McGee that year. It was Parker's second year with the Reds. When mm-hmm. Pete came back from Montreal, mm-hmm. he said to Nick Asaski, you're my first baseman, which ended up not being true because Pete put himself <laughs> in. And rightfully so, that first year, Pete just hit everything inside, it yeah, seemed. Yeah. But he said to Nick, "They the fans aren't coming to see me manage tonight. I thought that was a good line. Yeah, yeah. Well, then Asaski put, he put him at third, right? He played a lot of third. Yeah, he played a lot of third. He played a lot of third, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where he ended up. And then he ended up going to Atlanta and developed a vertigo and was never the same because he used to kill the Braves. Yeah. And I was in South Carolina at the time, and all the Brave fans were happy that Asaski was down there, but was it meant to be? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever, and this might be off topic, but I wonder if they'll ever be another player coach. Has there been one since Rose? Hmm. I don't think, I don't think so. ever will be another I mean, one. Before, we specialize now. The, I mean, the only one that you can I can really think of Frank before him was Frank Robinson yeah, yeah. with the Indians. And Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey did it for just really? a little bit with the Mets. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, Joe then, Torrey. and then you got to go back. I mean, um, um, oh gosh, back into the... who was the guy that who who was the guy that developed started playing the shift on um, Ted Williams back in the old. Um, he was the player manager. Um, Boudreaux, Lou Boudreaux for the Indians was a player right. manager for a long, for many, many years, and he's a really good player, and he's the one that started the shift on Williams. So that was the '80s, right? Yeah, and, and so it's been almost 40 years now. Uh, it'll be, yeah. You got to be a guy that's still going to be a productive player, probably in your 40s, right? To do have it. to be a DH, Tom. <laughs> that's right. So you got to see in the National League as long as you guys got anything to say about it. So anyway, so the Blue Jays. Are in town, or we're going to Toronto. Excuse yeah. me. I think they started the year like two and eleven, and they're about That's right. they're like four games under five hundred now. Been playing better ball. So we're starting Bonilla, Wojo, and Adelman. They're starting Marcus Stroman, who's a good pitcher and was yes. like a big star in the World Baseball Classic. Then they're starting a guy named T.J. House, who's a spot starter coming up from AAA because they've just put a couple pitchers on the DL. Sound familiar? And then some other guy named Mike Bolsinger, who's a journeyman guy. So they're not, I mean, Stroman tonight on Monday, but the next two days sounds like guys in the Reds rotation. Yeah. So, so it feels like, you know, we don't know what we're going to We have no idea what we're going to get out of Wojo, but if, if, if Bonilla is anywhere in between his first two starts, I'll take it. Yeah. And if Adelman is kind of pitching like he has pitching lately, like he has lately he got I'll a chance to win a couple games up there. I mean, they have a similar record to the Reds, but they're seven games out. Last oh place. yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the Tough AL, Yankees too. and Red now, Sox. Real quickly, Adelman. If you're managing the Reds that game, was Adelman eight innings of one hit ball? Would you have left him in um, first game in the series? I would. He had 100 pitches through eight innings. What was the score? You know, when I, they took took him out, five nothing. Ended I up would being have five two final because you brought Wojo in, and Wojo got the first out and then gave a hit after hit hits. after hit. And then they had to. Give I think him I might a, give the guy with that with a five-run lead. I might give wait, him a chance. You've never pitched. You've never had a major league shutout. I don't believe. And you had pitched eight innings, one hit, and 
there were no threats whatsoever. That kind of shows you more about Price is more of a Captain Hook. He's more well, he, of a sparky kind of a guy. Well, and I and, and the other thing is uh, just to defend Price a little bit, uh, You're just to, just to go Price. just to go on the coach's side of things. You, we're not in a dugout. We're not talking to the guy. We're not watching it like they watch it. We're not seeing. Maybe they're seeing. You know, the ball was getting up that inning, or he's starting to lose some velocity, or his his whatever pitch isn't doing what it was doing. He looks he looks tired. Let's not ruin this night for him. Let's let him get out of here. Say he gave up one. He threw eight shutout innings of one hit ball, and let's let somebody finish it. That that may have been the case. I think Adelman handled it very well when asked about it, yeah. mentioning okay, these other guys need to get some pitches thrown. Uh, Wojo, but you know Feldman, same thing. Like two to three weeks earlier, his pitch count, if I'm not mistaken, was a little bit higher, and he talked Price into letting him stay. Yeah, Your valid point. They're looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. They have a different angle. Maybe they asked the catcher too. Yeah, and the catcher said, "Yeah, I, I think I, I it's, don't know." But yeah. I, from a fan's perspective, I'd love to have seen Adam and go out there. Okay, and you say, "Okay, you know what? You walk the guy, you hit the guy. Somebody gets on base. He gets in off an error. You're coming out." Yeah, fair, fair. I'll and, take it. And even if he doesn't have what he had earlier, it's a round ball and a round bat. So it, you know, really, that, that's a that's a pitcher saying, by the way. <laughs> Throw strikes. It's a round ball and a round bat. If you watch batting practice, yeah, a lot of guys ground out and pop up in batting practice, right? Yeah, the philosopher. Yes. Yes. Well, you know. So, well, you're, you're, you're the former college, so, so let's, you're the so former let's college pitcher, so I'll take your word for so, it. So that'll be one of my sayings. Leave him in. It's a round ball and a round bat. Tom, he, as much as he's uh, given up fly balls this year, that game, ground balls galore. And he, I think he, I think he recorded 16 straight outs at one point. Yeah, he pitched great. And I think it was Welsh made the comment and talking about the ground ball pitcher. Well, you've heard the, the what the pitcher pitching coaches have said for years. I've never seen a ground ball go out of the park. <laughs> yeah. And so keep the ground balls going. Yeah. Of course, a fly ball pitcher is good as long as you keep it in the park. Because fly balls, more often than not, more often than ground balls are outs. Well, if, if, wait, Arroyo. Batting, Arroyo. But the a Arroyo. batting coach wants their players. Hit line drives that are on the ground, and yeah. we want Billy to do that. Yeah, that's yeah, right, exactly. And and pitching, co- you know, nothing, nothing. Bad. I mean, getting a lot of soft ground balls is great, but lots of pop ups and fly balls to the outfield are sure outs. So. Now, um, Jeff, just talking about Toronto here. Um, Toronto right now is number twenty second in baseball as far as their team hitting. Reds are number eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Reds have been smacking the ball all year yeah. long. So I mean, we got eight versus twenty-two. Show me, here. show me a better. And I, you know, our one-two is really good right now, Hamilton and Cozart. But when you start thinking about run production, three, four, three, five. Six. Show, show six. anybody Don't six. Don't show, six. show any, show me any other team with a better three through six right now. It's, you yeah. know, I mean, hey, Bryce Harper just got in a big fight. All right. Here we he's go. Going on, you know he's going to get suspended. So who? So who's going to be the the home run leader in the Mike National Trout. League? Who has the days? opportunity? Uh, well, you know, I don't. Well, th- so I think Shebler is going to. He'll, he'll be at twenty before we know it, and he'll have the lead. So continuing on these team stats, yeah. Toronto pitching wise, fourteenth in Major League Baseball. Guess what the Reds are? Oh, in ERA. <laughs> We're dead last in ERA, are we? They're twenty third overall in pitching. Oh. The Reds are. Oh, not that. It's better. Overall, including you know, is that starting or overall? It's overall because our bullpen is so strong. How about how about starters? <laughs> it doesn't. Because Stroman's going to be Stroman's going to be tough tonight. We may we may not see as much productivity. So yeah, it doesn't, it'd be tough. doesn't break it down like that. At least in where I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. 
So hopefully we'll have this posted online during the game, and um, we'll find out how that game went. Don't let Batista throw the bat. No, no bat flips. I like it. Bat flips. I mean, not against the Reds, I don't like it, but overall, let's get a little enthusiasm in baseball. I hope he doesn't get the opportunity to flip it. I completely agree. (laughs) All right, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, Tom. Tom and I disagree on this point. We talked about it the other day. Enthusiasm is when Carlton Fisk hit the home run in Game 6 of the World Series. And he's going and saying, stay fair, stay fair. It goes out. He jumps up, hands fists in the air. Yay. That's enthusiasm. On a walk. What Batista does is flip the bat and say, take that. And then slowly walk right around. So you interpret that differently than I did. You you probably didn't like uh, um, Jeffrey Hammonds either with his one. Was it Jeffrey? No, that's not his name. Encarnacion does this. That's that's what. Well, what is that? We can't see that on the radio. He, does, he, he uh, does raises the, the right arm like he's taking flight. It's Jeffrey Leonard. Up. Jeffrey Leonard. Oh god. One flap down. The Remember Giants, that? right? <laughs> double, double, cool. double zero. For the longest time, he was a cleanup hitter with no homers and like forty-four ribbies. <laughs> see, one miss, flap down. See, Kim, you, you're just perpetuating the downfall of baseball here. We need more. Enthusiasm. Do we need more game. fights like that Bryce Harper fight? It does help with ratings. <laughs> no, we don't need more fights. I'm not for that. That's enthusiasm. That's a, for, oh, there was a lot of enthusiasm going on right there. Yeah, I am for personality being brought out. Yes. With the players, well, it helps. The, one thing baseball suffers from is lack of star power. Um, way more people know who Steph Curry and LeBron James and Kevin Durant are than know who Mike Trout is. Or Aaron Judge now, or Clayton Kershaw. It's just there's been some. I saw a poll released or a while Shebler. back. Or Shebler. Even, yeah, well, he's he's wow. mo- he's moving up. But thing is, I saw something a while back, and I may mention this on here before. Uh, top fifty athletes' visual, you know, their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposure, exposure, their visibility brand. around the world. There's no baseball players in the top 50. Yeah. I see that. Well, because, I mean, we know the personality of LeBron James. We know Steph Curry. We know those guys, right? Do you know about Aaron Judge or Mike Trout, what kind of personalities they have? Not much. Not really. I mean, we don't know much. How much do we know about the Reds? We know Billy Hamilton is is a great personality. Yeah. Uh, We know Joey. Joey's a quiet guy. Of course, did you you see the video on the line the other day that went viral? This kid shot a video of Joey Votto. Standing on deck circle, this fan was heckling Joey. Oh, Cleveland fan! Cleveland yeah. fan heckled Joey and said, "I remember when you used to be good. When we used to be good." And he looked at the he looked at the guy, and there's the guy sitting next to him recording us with his phone. And Joey looks at the guy and says, "I remember when you used to be thin." <laughs> and he went on to say something like, "You know the difference? I have a life. I have a life. Yeah. Oh my. And, and so I can't be. I got to be careful what I say here because he's over sitting over here recording this." You can do whatever you want, but but the fan the fans around him when when Joey zung him or, or zinged him with a line, if you <laughs> will, you hear the fans laugh. I love it. You hear the fans. Little, did Yogi Bear? It was that a little Yogi Bear? Isn't there? He zung him. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> he slud into second base. Um, so okay. Um, so we done trivia yet? No, we haven't. But we're, we're not we're not there yet. Sorry. So I got my <laughs> I got another segment. Love the here. trivia. I got another segment for you. Our, our geek stat of the week, all right. So our geek stat of the week. You is, did all these things with it. I is, didn't know about it. Well, I'm in charge. These are great. We talked about it. I'm liking it. Okay, I'm not right. arguing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sabermetrics. You know, so we're older guys. We grew up watching and learning the game before sabermetrics. When we think, when we all thought 270 mattered, 
to bat, like Kim still thinks. <laughs> Tom, Tom respects and that. that. And, that, respect and that. that RBIs are the measure of all measures of a hitter, okay? So there's all this stuff going on, right, all these sabermetrics. So I figured maybe there's a lot of older fans listening, veteran fans, we'll call them veteran fans, listening to our podcast since we're old, since we title it Three Old Reds Fans. So let's pull one of these out every week or two and just sort of explain one of them, just for your benefit, my benefit, Love and it. anybody else's benefit. So B-A-B-I-P, you know what that means? I do not. Do you know Batting that? average with ball and play. Balls ah, and play. Balls take and out, play. You take out home runs. You take out home runs. And you take out uh, walks. Strikeouts. Strikeouts. Walks, hit by pitch, catcher's interference, sack bunts, and home runs. So it's only balls that are in play okay. that Makes are sense. up for. Sack fly? No, sack fly. They keep that, but they, they don't keep, keep the sack they bunt. Keep, okay. keeps, keep, well, the sack bunt is truly, guess, a, sacrifice. More, truly a sacrifice. The sack gotcha. fly you is. You had to hit the ball well. You had to hit the ball well. Or unless Billy's on, hit it deep enough. Hit it deep enough, and he yeah. score from second. Um, so it's so so typically, uh, and I looked this up on Fangraphs, which is a website. If you're not ever looked yeah, at Fangraphs, it. it's all about all this stuff. They got a, more stuff than you can figure out. All right, so they say that typically around thirty percent of balls in play fall for hits. Okay, there's all kinds of variables that can affect it. Defense, you know, the t- the team you're playing, you would figure. Your BABIP would be not as good against the Reds right. as against some other teams because the Reds' defense is so strong. Um, obviously, there's a little bit of luck involved, and there's a little bit of talent level. Not everybody's Wade Boggs or Rod Carew, who, wow. who when you move over here, I'm going to hit it there. Yeah. You know, and there are not too many guys. There's a handful of guys that could ever do that, right? So there's there's so talent level has a little bit to it. Hard hits. And then the thing they say, too, that hard hit outs and cheap hits sort of even out over the long haul. Yes. Sure. And they say it takes about 800 balls in play to sort of normalize a player's average before you start to really sort of see it normalize for their career. So just looking at some current reds, Cozart's batting 350. His BA, BIP is 403, mm. which makes sense. Yeah. Suarez is hitting 293. His BAA, BIP is 303. Hamilton's hitting 256. BA, BIP 318. Um, Duvall, 274, 290. Now, these two guys are the opposite. Their BABIP is lower at this point of the season. Who's that? Votto and Shebler. Interesting. So, Votto's hitting 287. His BABIP is only 275. Lots of walks, though. And he, but, well, the walks don't count. I, I know, but I'm saying, I, I'm just saying that the flip side of that is the OBP. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is not like the thing about a lot of these sabermetric stats, you can't just look at one of them right, and right. say that defines a guy. Right. You have to look at lots of different things and piece them together. And so it gets confusing. It's hard to represent what it really means and so forth and so on. Uh, so Votto is 287. His BABIP is 275. Shebler is 241. Shebler's batting 241 going into today. His BABIP is only 218. So and Shebler... You know, I've seen it last couple days watching. He's had a couple balls tagged that people yes. caught. Um, his strikeout rate is about 19%, which is a little lower than Duvall, right about the same as Suarez, as I recall. Of course, Votto's is only 12%. And when you would figure if Votto's is only 12%, his BABIP would be a little higher. But it's a small sample size of the season, so... Oh, so this is only for only for 2017 season. Yeah, this is yeah. just this season so far. So anyway, a little little uh, education there on BABIP. So when you hear them talk about it, you know what in the world they're talking about. So um, typically, 
typically a good hitter is going to be from anywhere I think 260 up in this and, over and the long. Okay. And is there for Kim? It's two seventy. For everybody else in the world, it's two sixty. Tip- I wonder if there's a typical <laughs> amount above your average that is considered. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to dig a little more. You go to Fangraphs, go to like Stats menu, and scroll do, down, do and quickly. you can kick that one. You can pick real that quickly. one and read a whole bunch of stuff about. it. I just sort of gave you some highlights. Yeah. Tom's question: Cozart's average and his BABIP like three fifty four oh three. Okay, so that's uh, that's fifty three. I mean, the guy's Suarez. hitting line drives like Suarez. crazy. Suarez. 293, 303. It's about okay, the same. Okay, and Hamilton. 256, 318. And part right, of that would be so Billy's that's speed. 62. Part of that would be so, Billy's speed. So, it's beat say out 40 points, things. 30 to 40 points higher. Which is really, which would be really, really good. But over the course of the season, Kozar's not going to still be at 403 probably, unless he hits 350 for the year. Right. Um, be interesting to see, like, the top 20. Of course, Kozar just went, like, six for six or something. And that, what, four for four game? Four for yeah, four and that? he had, like, six straight hits, so. Anyway, interesting. Um, everything I want to hit on, Mezzarocco's batting seventh tonight. And I asked that last week. We were talking about, well, when's he going to move up? Yeah, how long? Well, he's up to seventh tonight. Um, Peraz, well, part of it's a DH, possibly, because right. Peraza's batting ninth, I think. That's right. Which is a nice, put Peraza in front of Hamilton, get some double. Yeah, that's great. Double that, Zark, double that speed. with that sore wrist is DHing tonight. Right, double that speed up at the, when you, the second, third, fourth time around the order. I think what, Price does a nice job resting guys and... <laughs> Moving people with the rest yeah. when they're hurting. Got Kiplahan in yesterday. Yeah, that two move. big, two big homers. Felt really that was awesome for him just to get to do something Jim like Day that. Jim Day was out there interviewing the family when it happened. The yeah. first oh, one. really? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was talking to them, and um, and then of course he'll be Votto's going to have a bunch of family and friends in town in the seats in no the three nights. So, um, and I'm sure Jim Day will be out there uh, doing some interviews as well. And those are always fun. He does a good job with those. So, um, so. Question is, I think seventh, you can't you, you can't move him any higher right now. I mean, not with the way the rest of the lineup is going, and just to disrupt that and to put any more pressure on him. I, I'm a, I think that's good. Put him seventh. Bat your catcher. You, bat, bat, Peraz, you know, Peraza, Peraza can bounce is from seven to eight. Thirteen game hitting streak. He can bounce him from seven to eight. He'll be fine. Or lead off. Well, yeah, or lead way bad lead off the night. What was it? Lat yesterday. Yesterday, Billy sat out. Praza leads off, gets a hit, comes around, scores. So that was that was awesome to see. So, um, all right, trivia. Last week, how many consecutive wins did the Reds start the 1990 season with? Their wire-to-wire season. Wire-to-wire, won the World Series. I don't know this, so I'd like to guess. Guess. Do you need to guess, too? Did we say it? Uh, we didn't did say we tell it. you earlier? No, we didn't tell him. Did you, did, he probably wasn't. So you already knew. We texted. You, we texted it to him. I don't need okay. to. I think we texted it to him, but he didn't see it. <laughs> Do you guys even text me? Yeah, all the time. I'm gonna say first eight games, eight no. Boy, you're that would have been 1980, ten years earlier. Yeah, and then they didn't win the division. Nine, they won their first nine games, uh, and they had a great first half. Nines were wild. And they were kind of pretty much a 500 team the second half. And I remember wondering, what's this team going to do? Because they ended up winning like 91 games after that great start. Um, 91 games was enough for wire-to-wire in that division that year. And I'm, Don't you remember thinking, kind of, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, no one. Are they going to really uh, – is this team going to rise up and be like they were early season, or are we going to see the second half of the season team? And, and um, Well, we've and talked in earlier podcasts. Talking in earlier podcasts, you got to have a, a closer. you got to have a starter that's just a shutdown starter. Yeah. 
to, to go well in the playoffs. Well, we, Rio was was that guy. Yes. Rio was that guy, in the, especially in the World Series. And Browning was a good pitcher that year. And of course, we had the yep. nasty boys. Danny Jackson. Danny Jackson was started on was a starter that year. Wasn't, that was wasn't, year. wasn't his great year. His great year was a year or two before that. Yeah, they should have won the Cy Young. When Hershiser went fifty nine, yeah, plus scoreless innings. Yeah, won the won the Cy Young. Um, the Reds have still not won a Cy Young award. So, you know that there's a if they ever win one, that'd be a good trivia question. So should have saved it. Should have saved it. But yeah, what Red has won a Cy Young award? Nobody. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Tricked you. Okay, so um, Kim, what is this week's? Uh, trivia question yeah we were talking about this earlier Tom Seaver threw his only no hitter as a Cincinnati Red mm-hmm. who caught the no hitter in 1978 we talked about this uh, we did. us three plenty of times but uh, yeah that, that was also the year of the another trivia question Pete Rose and his three homers in one game. Yeah. The year of the streak, Pete Rose, not the naked streak, but Pete Rose's hitting streak, 1978. And Seaver threw his no-hitter this year. That was quite a year for Reds history. Yeah. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't win anything. <laughs> they had a lot of cool things happen that year. So, um, All right, so that's the trivia question. So, big question then is, I think these three games in Toronto were pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, sooner or later... Somebody in this division, I think, and the most likely candidate would be the Cubs based on last year. Somebody's going to start to separate. I, I can't see this whole division, everybody hanging around 500 all year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the Cubs. You it, don't? Really? I don't. Their wow. pitching's not. Every other's terrible this year. Well, and maybe you're right. Maybe they don't. But do you th- can these guys stay in the race – you know, into to the All Star break area now. We're, we've played what almost two months. What are we around fifty games now? Um, can what do you think? Can they stick around, hang around? You know, believe the it or not, break? believe it or not, I think they can. Because what always has killed them in the other years is they have a week or a ten day stretch and they go one and nine or something, and it just blows their season. And they have shown that they can bounce back so far. Yeah, because they've had two of them this year. They've oh, had, yeah. maybe, they've had not, maybe not quite streak. that bad. Not quite that bad. But, but you're right. They've had some losing streaks, but they can bounce back, just like they did this week, right? Well, a difference this year's team, and, and especially two years ago, hitting. This team can No doubt hit. about it. And, and relief and, pitching. And not, ju- yeah. and not just power. Obviously, four guys with double digits, but they can hit. And... I, I think uh, runners in scoring position two-plus years ago, pathetic. Oh. This year, they have been timely hits. That's the, that, that runners in scoring position is basically the thing is the reason we're in a rebuilding mode because we couldn't produce. No. We couldn't produce, and, and that's why this team teams lost. Would, and Teams would walk Joey and go to the guy after him. Yep. Get the guys out and don't do anything with Joey. Yeah. And even last year, um, you know, before the All Star break, they couldn't get past Duvall because he was having a great first half. Yeah, right. But the second half. All right. So, but you can't I'm get saying, past him now either. He's leading the National League in RBIs in May. Well, the, the five RBIs helped. Well, helped exactly. He's had two five RBI games this don't, year. Don't uh, okay. No, no knock on your man Shepard. But based on two years ago and based on last year, don't let Shebs hit in the home run derby at the All-Star. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't. We don't need a dry spell like we had two years ago with Frazier and last year with Duvall. 
Don't let Shep sit there all home. It's like the Madden game cover. You think he'll make the All Star team if he keeps up what he's doing? If he gets his average up to 270, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If he's not batting 270, you don't want to see him anywhere near the All Star. Now, I did not read this. Do do you know, Jeff? I I, I saw the headline on one of the uh, uh, trending on Bleacher Report that if Cozart makes the All Star team, well, he'll make it. Joey Votto will buy him a donkey. Yeah, I read yeah. that article. What was it? What was it about? Apparently, um, Cozart has an affinity to donkeys. He likes donkeys. He thinks they're a cool animal. Apparently, they're really friendly and nice and very, well, people, uh, very domicile. And you yeah, know, he's, and, and 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 he just likes them. And apparently, he'll buy one and it'll be in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, evidently, don- <laughs> evidently, donkeys protect the horses from predators. Yes, so they put them in the same field or whatever. Right. His horses, hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So he'll make he'll he'll play and he'll make the team. I don't know if he'll be the starter. I haven't looked up. I haven't seen any all. I don't think well, they released any all star voting yet. I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any. Getting so. some precipitous drop. He should. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, we're saying being in contention at the all star break is within five games. Is that? I'd say agreed. So. Yeah. Well, so you know, in nineteen eighty nine, no, seventy nine. Because the That's year the year they lost to the Pirates in three, they were they were a five hundred team and they were ten and a half out at, at, on the Fourth of July, and they came back and won the division. Okay, but that's an anomaly. John McNamara. exactly, John McNamara. Love him. It is, but it's how many years later these things can. It's not like we're asking for this to happen three years later. Yeah, it's like coming back from a three one deficit in the finals. Yeah, it happened in the NBA last finals, year. It can't happen. It happened last year, so it could, it can. That's so any. So I think five is completely legitimate. And then you have hopefully, and maybe even a few more if the pitching gets healthy. And hopefully, you have three starters back at that point, or on the very near horizon. Well, I think by then, all right. So you, you, by then, you've either got these four guys back, or you've got three of them, and the other one's close behind. And I'm talking Finnegan, Garrett, DeSclafani, and Bailey. I think there's a chance that you could get them all back. Now, are they all going to perform? We don't know. Right. So it's going to take five starts to get their uh, act together. Who knows? So I think we got to predict here as three old Reds fans. I'm 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 saying yes, they will be within five games at the All Star break. That's my prediction. All right. What say you guys? When's the All Star break? Middle of July. Uh, July. July. It's a week or so after Fourth of July. Usually, we set following. Um. Yeah, I'll go with you on that. I think I, I think they can. I think they will. They'd be right there. All right, Jim. You know, I, I'd love to look at the other teams' schedules and their injuries and everything. But being a Reds fan, being an optimist, let's say yes. All right. That's All right. A, we're going out on a limb just, with and that. at the same time, if, if if they have that one and nine deal and fall apart because the pitching's awful, I won't be shocked. But the way that if they continue to hit the ball like they can, you're gonna break. You're gonna break losing streaks. Yep. You know, because you're not gonna. You're gonna just crush some pitcher. You're, you're gonna you're gonna get some games. Ten where you're, game. you're, you're gonna score some runs and win some games. So, and the fact that they're three and one on a road trip right now, is pretty good. I mean, they're probably gonna come out of this thing no worse than four and three. You figure they're gonna at least win one game in Toronto, um, with the with the, especially the ne- maybe not tonight, but those next two games. So, all right. Anything all right. else? You don't well, to do, talk do about? Do you want to tell people the, the uh, name of our studio, Jeff, that oh, we're uh, broadcasting? Studio 82. Studio 82. Studio 82. Just around the corner from? From Beans. 
and we'll be here. Uh, we've been pulling this off, getting together on Monday nights. Tom had to travel last week. You were in St. Louis, right? In, in enemy territory. In enemy territory, yeah, yeah. Got out of there as quick as I could. <laughs> so hopefully we can continue this pace uh, every Monday or so and uh, keep it going. So we appreciate everybody that uh, listens, hangs in with us there. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell them about it. Uh, uh, we're, uh, we're just doing this for fun, but it's fun to know people are listening too. So anyway, um, if, with that, we'll say let's go to Toronto, win three in a row. That'd be awesome. And what? You want to mention something about today, Memorial Day? Oh, Memorial Day, yes. Um, I, I saw um, some, they had some great stuff on TV earlier um, about Memorial Day. Uh, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff. Um, so certainly those of you that have uh, lost loved ones in, in any kind of wartime or, or through the mili- military actions, we certainly our thoughts and prayers would be with anybody that we know or don't even know, just in general, the, uh, the general for the whole country that have lost people in those ways. And so we um, uh, celebrate their um, sacrifice with you today. And I saw a neat thing about Bob Feller earlier today. They were um, talking to, um, uh, I think it was Tim Kirkchen was on the ESPN game talking about it. And I got to meet Bob Feller once, got to interview him once years ago. And um, he was, they asked him about uh, the decision and everything to go and do that and give up some prime years of his pitching. And he was like, he got angry almost. Like, well, of course, you know, we, we were losing that war. We all had to go and fight. And there were, you know, many, many Major League Baseball players and many of renowned, so people like Feller and Ted Williams that, that went and fought. So, um, Greatest generation. Yeah. So, yes. So May we, we have a great generation coming up now that would be willing to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If mm-hmm. we, we pray we don't get in that situation, but if we do, we – Certainly hope that we uh, we uh, sacrifice and feel that that call uh, to do so. So, so instead so, of saying "Go Reds," the end of this one, I say we say "Go USA." <laughs>